Hey, welcome back to the Partner Minds podcast, where the whole goal is to elevate our dental community. As we partner our minds together, we're going to build healthier, happier, and more profitable practices. I'm your host, Dr. Brendan Smith, and this is episode number 10, Dare to Say No. Do you ever feel like you're being pulled in too many directions? Or do you sometimes feel like your time is being hijacked by other people's agendas or what they want to do or how they want to spend the time? Or do you sometimes feel like you're working really, really hard, but you're not making any progress? I know I definitely feel like that sometimes. But there is one man who I absolutely love. I have this huge man crush on Greg McKeown, and his book, Essentialism, is where this episode came from. Today, we're going to talk through, okay, how do you say no to some of the things that aren't really that important? There is competition absolutely everywhere, all day long for your time, whether it's at work, with your family and friends, your neighbors, at church, even online with your your cell phone in your hand, between social media and email, There are so many things that are competing for your time and for your attention. And not all of them are bad things. There's a lot of great things. But the problem is not everything is equally important and not everything is essential all the time. And so today's takeaway is dare to say no and do it respectfully. See, DARE is an acronym that I came up with to help us remember some of the components of saying no in a graceful way. Because it can be really, really awkward to say no sometimes. It's not the social norm, and you may not want to disappoint somebody or lose respect. There's a lot of reasons why it's difficult to say no. And so the acronym DARE stands for D to be direct to leave no question as to what your response is. A is to appreciate, appreciate the offer, the invitation. R is to remember the trade-off. I mean, to remember that when you're saying no to something, that you're saying yes to something else. And then E is to explain. If If there needs to be an explanation, go ahead and give it. But it's not necessary all the time. A few months ago, I was looking to pick up some extra work It was right at at the peak of the coronavirus and I wanted some more hours. And so I started talking to a doctor at a different dental office. I was really excited about the opportunity, but I sat down and I really thought about, okay, how does this opportunity line up with my long-term goals? Is it going to help me become closer or farther away from where I actually want to go? And so I thought a lot about my vision for my life, which we discussed on episode number seven. If you haven't listened to episode number seven, go back and listen about vision and why it's important to have one and to get it down on paper. Well, my vision ultimately helped me say no to this opportunity. And it was really hard because I had already verbally committed to this doctor. I felt guilty. I didn't want to disappoint him. I didn't want to lose his respect. And I also felt like I had already put in a lot of work into finding this opportunity. Greg talks about the sunk cost bias, where when you've already started to invest time and energy and maybe money into an opportunity or an experience, it can be hard to back away and say no, because you felt like you've already put so much in that it would just be a waste to say no. It's the same reason why if you're at a restaurant and you're you're eating some food and you don't even really like the food, but you pay good money for it and it's there that you're more likely to just eat it instead of just saying, I'm done. 
when you put time or money or energy into something, you feel like you have to keep going. So to wrap up that story, I, I ended up saying no to this opportunity. And my initial gut reaction was that I was going to lose a lot of respect from this guy. And, and I did. I felt bad saying no. But I explained that, hey, this, this job opportunity, it doesn't line up with my long-term goals. And it's going to require me driving two and a half hours one way. I'm going to lose out on a whole day with my, my wife and kids. And I'm going to lose out on a heck of a lot of time creating content for this podcast and another side hustle that I'm working on. It just doesn't line up. And, and I really thought that I was going to lose his respect. But Greg McKeown has a quote, since becoming an essentialist, and that's the whole goal of his book is to help you become an essentialist. He says, since becoming an essentialist, I have found it almost universally true that people respect and admire those with the courage and the conviction to say no. And I found that to be true of this job opportunity when I articulated why I was saying no and that I was super appreciative of, of his offer. He stated that he really appreciated and you know respected me for saying no to an opportunity that I wasn't fully committed to in the first place. It's way, way better to say no to an opportunity or an invitation when you're not all in anyway. And Greg also says that you can say yes to an opportunity that maybe you don't want to say yes to. But if you say yes, you're probably going to regret that decision for, for months or for years. But if you just say no, then maybe you will only regret it for a few minutes or a few days. So you may be thinking, okay, how is this concept of saying no applicable in the dental field? Well, I'll give you a few examples, but I really think it can be applied to almost everything that we can do, whether it's in dentistry or in life in general. A really common example is for a patient to come in to see you, maybe as the general dentist, even a specialist or a hygienist, and they're begging you to do some form of treatment that either A, you're not super comfortable with, you don't believe in, or maybe it's treatment that you feel like is best treated by somebody else's hands. It can be really, really hard to say no to those patients that are like, I really trust you. I know, I know. Everything else you've done is awesome and I have all the confidence in the world in you. I just want to stay here and I know you can do it. Those are the times where learning how to say no in a respectful way are super important because it's not only best treatment-wise for the patient, but also ethically that's exactly what you should do is to say no. A common thing in the dental field is CE. If you're the dentist, there are so many great CE opportunities. And I don't think that you should just not do any CE. I think that's a terrible idea. But you think about, okay, will this course, will the time, energy, and the money that I put into this course, will it directly benefit my patients and the practice? Will taking on this new procedure create more problems or fewer problems? And I'm it's not that I'm against problems. Having problems can be a good thing. It means that you're growing, that you're you're expanding your scope of the practice. But is it a problem that you want? Is it a problem that's going to help you become closer to your long-term goals? If you also look in the dental office, there's so many materials and instruments. Look at those and say, can we simplify? Do we use all these instruments? Is everything here essential? If you have a salesman come into the office and they want to meet with the doctor and the entire staff and pitch a product to your office. Okay, think about, 
do we actually need this? Do we want this? Is it something that we can see our practice having? If not, just say no right away. Don't waste people's time and energy. It's not good for anybody. And for all the different functions and tasks within a dental practice to ask, okay, is this task essential? Can it or should it be delegated? I think that there is so much delegation that can happen within a dental practice, but that just doesn't. I want to take you through how to say no and how to do it in a respectful way. So we'll take one scenario. Let's say your office is thinking about increasing the hours that they work. Maybe you don't want to take on more hours. Well, here is what you could say. And then I'll use the acronym DARE to kind of explain the the components of a graceful no. You could say, you know what? I really, really appreciate the offer. It makes me feel valued as a member of the team that that you, you want me to work more, but I'm overcommitted at the moment. You could also say, you know what? I would really, really love to, and I think this is a great opportunity, but could I have some additional time to think about it? You could also say, you know what, I would really love to pick up the hours, but currently I'm committed to XYZ that really needs my time and attention. So to talk about the acronym DARE, D is to be direct. Every single one of those responses was direct. You can't leave somebody in this this maybe, or I'll think about it, or I could possibly. It is so much better and more respectful to be direct in your answer than to be vague. And then A is to appreciate appreciate the offer that they want you to work more in the practice. Say thank you. It goes a long way. And then R stands for two things, to remember the trade-off. So again, the trade-off that I'm talking about is, is remember that when you say no to something, you're actually saying yes to something else. And remember that you can request for time, that you don't have to make a decision right away, especially if it's a big decision, that you need to think about it, it's okay to ask for time. And then E is to explain, explain that, hey, I am already overcommitted. I'm already doing X, Y, Z. I would love to, but my kids and my family or this other project requires more of my time. So in summary, not everything is equally important all the time. Go back to your vision. Think about what your purpose is, what your goals are, and then think, does saying yes to this opportunity line up with my vision? And if it doesn't, go ahead and say no. Do it in a respectful way using the acronym DARE. Be direct, appreciate, remember the trade-off or request for time, and then explain. DARE to say no can be used in almost any aspect of your life, not just in the dental field. Essentialism has become kind of a, a mantra for our family to look at situations and say, okay, is this essential? Do we have to finish this project or can we abandon XYZ? What can we throw out? How can we make our life more essential? It's really unpleasant to realize you sacrifice something essential for something non-essential. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And one request that I think you should not say no to is to share this podcast episode with all your dental friends. And I look forward to sharing more with you on the next episode of the Partnered Minds podcast.